What is going on, guys? Welcome to another episode of the Mask and Health Solutions podcast, where I am joined by the legendary Dr. Corey Torgerson, who's going to basically lay down the law when it comes to male enhancement in a good and healthy way, positive way. And Dr. Corey, first and foremost, how are you? And how'd you get started on this journey? <laughs> I do, CJ. It's awesome to be on your show. I am, I am fantastic. And you know, male sexual health has been a passion of mine for uh, several years. And 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 really, it was just in um, just a response to um, you know, just like yourself, a personal journey, and mm -hmm. um, and then really, really listening and and, and good feedback from my patients. Um, and I really feel that male patients are probably some of my very, very best patients because they have uh, often very, very realistic expectations. And, um, and, and, and once you make them happy, they come back and back and back because we're all the same. Guys care about three basic things. We care about our sex drive. We care about performance, how our penis works. And we care about what it looks like. Mm hmm. 100% true, man. And that's honestly, it's kind of what got me started on my journey as well was just the curiosity factor and the fact that, hey, there's something I could actually do. And in your case, you were talking a little bit off air how, you know, these things kind of led to your journey beginning. But what was that one inciting incident where you're like, okay, I really got to undertake this. And I think there's something to it here. And, and yeah. you know, obviously for me, you know, I got all that spam crap. And like I said before, and everybody on the show knows, I invested in a lot of that spam, wasted too much money, and <laughs> that stuff didn't work. However, there was some truth behind the extenders and other things I started looking into, nitric oxide and all that. But what yeah. was that inciting incident for you where you're like, hey, there's truth here. Let me see yeah. what I can unpack, extrapolate, and what can I bring to the masses in a positive way? Yeah, I think probably for me, it started with... Um my sex drive you know i'm i turned 50 on the weekend and what? um oh you didn't i did it, it no it, man it, uh, and uh and <laughs> so you look fantastic man thank you <laughs> um uh men are just like women we go through um you know in the same way that women go through menopause as they get older their ovaries in essence start to poop out they don't make as much estrogen and progesterone they get symptoms it's called menopause as men get older, the same exact process happens where our our testicles kind of poop out and they don't mm -hmm. make as much testosterone and we get symptoms and it's called andropause. And the problem in the medical community is that it's not really recognized. It's not really actually taught. There's a range of testosterone. And if you're at the very low end of the range, most family doctors or even endocrinologists will say, hey, you're totally fine. And... Um, and then they'll kind of like say, you know, go away. Um, most of them don't really have an interest in being able to optimize. And so I found out all about that and um, I got optimized in terms of my testosterone because it was low. I was having symptoms, mm -hmm. common symptoms, low sex drive, uh, just feeling tired, fatigued, uh, low concentration, bad sleep, uh, really hard to build muscle and to... Um, and to lose the weight. And when I was optimized, all that changed. And that really, really, I started feeling like I did when I was 18, you know, <laughs> doing uh, testosterone replacement therapy was a game changer. And, and so it sort of started with that. And then I thought, well, what, what are the other things that, that make sense for me? And, 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 and then I, I really crafted a, a clinic kind of around that. Again, we care about our sex drive. We care about, you know, if it works and we care about what it looks like. A hundred percent, man. And I mean, you're a testament to the fact that it's working just fine. Cause I mean, 
you could have told me you were 35. <laughs> Go on. <laughs> so, <laughs> gotta lay it on thick, man. But no, right. honestly, man, it's kind of because that's one thing my wife and I always talk about when we go in public. We see how decrepit males are looking. And that's one of the things that I've had other people on the podcast talk about, too. Right. We, we talk about PUFAs. We talk about uh, all the BPAs, the biphenols, the xenoestrogens, the microplastics, all that kind of stuff and how that's affecting, you know, the modern mm -hmm. male. And yeah. I mean, we're not doing anything about it, but in your case, obviously you're a testament to the fact that you can do something about it. You can change it. You can be conscious about it and yeah. you're living proof of it. Right. Yeah. And that's kind of one of the things that I'm trying to accomplish with this podcast. Like, Hey, we as dudes don't just have to be over the hill at 40 and just croak and commit suicide and do all these other things. Like there's, there's, you know, there's light at the end of the tunnel, so to speak. Yeah. And you know, we're still going down. It's a journey. Yeah. And, and, you know, for me, the mindset is sort of live your best life. Yeah. And, um, you know, as long as it can be done safely and as long as it can be done so that, that it looks natural and mm -hmm. everything works natural, live your, live your life, enjoy your joy, enjoy your sexuality, enjoy all the things that you are, um, as, for as long as you can. This is really about how you want to, to live your life. This is about mm -hmm. the quality of your life. And I think men really connect to that because, you know, you turn 40 or 50, like I just did on the weekend and it's not over. It doesn't have to be over. Mm -hmm. You can have a, have an awesome uh, long life of enjoying that part for until you die. A hundred percent, man. And that's, it, it's kind of the difference between living, you know, with vitality versus not, you know, for a sure. lot of people, you see them just kind of drop off and it seems like that drive is just gone. Yeah. It seems like it's a combination of things like, you know, sure, there's the physical side of things, but it's almost like that mindset also starts to corrode in the same way that the body does. It's con I mean, yeah. I'm a big guy. I'm, I'm big into holistic health and I know mind, body and soul. All these things are connected when one's missing. You know, you see it all affect everything else. Right. But yeah. that being said, you know, you mentioned that the landscape of men's health, especially erectile dysfunction, has changed over the past four years. What's one of the biggest things that you're seeing that has changed, you know, just in the last 10 or 20? I just think that there's such more of a, a greater awareness. Um, if you look at the statistics, it's crazy. We know that 50% um, of men that are over the age of 40 complain of erectile dysfunction to some level. And erectile dys dys dysfunction doesn't mean that your penis doesn't work. It just might not be as hard as it used to be. And so that awareness is very, very much more present in the population. And if you ask men, it's becoming, you know, the, 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 the age is becoming younger and younger and younger and younger. Now we people in their, in their thirties and even late twenties are talking about differences that they notice from, I guess, the gold standard of an erection, 18 years old. And yeah. so there's just more uh, of, of a welcoming awareness to say, Hey, this is an important part of my life. And, and, uh, you know, we, we kind of, we don't want to accept the fact that it might get softer or less hard. And, you know, and certainly we have um, medical options in terms of uh, pharmaceuticals, Cialis, Viagra to be able to do it. We're seeing a trend where, you know, men are using it earlier and earlier. And, and while that might be good or that might be bad, I don't know, um, certainly it's there. Um, drugs tend to be band-aids and they're not fixers and yeah. so it's really begun to drive the industry for solutions that actually can um fix the problem and so you know that was one of the things that i explored and and that's where i uh came into um finding all about uh, acoustic shockwave therapy and 
in Canada, the the only uh, Health Canada approved devices is one called Viasure. Interesting. And the Viasure is that in the, does it work in the same vein as the Gaines Wave? Uh, yes, it's a slightly different technology. It's not sort of um, it, uh, the reflectors are are much larger, so that they get mm-hmm. more of the penis erectile tissue all at once. So it tends to be more like a uh, instead of a smaller paintbrush, sort of getting those vessels yeah. uh, a little bit more of a larger roller. And so it tends to be a little bit more effective. Interesting. Interesting. I didn't know that because I, I, I honestly, I just learned that today. I mean, I didn't yeah. know that every most of the guests that I've had on have all been from the States and they've all talked about the Gaines Wave technology. Yeah. yeah. And even how you can use the Gaines Wave technology on the clitoris, on the penis and all that kind of yeah. stuff. Right. Like yeah. it's, it's pretty interesting. I'm like, wow, the fact that we're able to do this, you know, break that plaque up and let's get this blood flowing in there. <laughs> yeah. Stimulate new blood vessels, new smooth muscle growth. And uh, it's pretty awesome. And so, but it's cool because it's also a fix, you know, it's not like it's yes. a, it's a medication that doesn't solve anything. It's actually doing something, you know, 85% of the erectile dysfunction out there is vascular, you know, thinking about the same things that happen to our, our vessels or around our heart where you get plaques and atherosclerosis and yeah. it coats. And, and, and so that happens in the erectile tissue of your penis. And so, you know, if you have things like high blood pressure or diabetes or, um, high cholesterol, these things can actually make it go even, you know, two to four times faster. And so, um, having devices like this that actually fix it and develop more blood vessel growth is a big, big win for men, um, because it's non-drug, uh, and it's certainly not painful and, uh, it's, it doesn't require any big surgical intervention. It's just a, a quick 15 minute treatment. Which is awesome. I, mean, I look into that because I'm like, hey, man, I want to make sure I'm at the gold standard, too. <laughs> Absolutely. You know, raise, raise, level up or raise the bar of, of your erections, for goodness sake. <laughs> 100%, man. I'm always looking to maximize everything. Yeah. <laughs> no, but straight up, I mean, that's one of those things that, I mean, a lot of dudes, it's kind of like you are mentioning off the air, that a lot of dudes kind of have shame around this subject or view it as a taboo kind of thing. For yeah. myself, I mean, I'm always, I'm a very upfront and kind of blunt person and I just like to learn the yeah. truth. So that's yeah. kind of liberating for me in that sense of that LA, hey, I just want to find out about it. I'm curious, right? You but know, CJ, now- I, I think it's totally true. And I'll just interrupt you really quickly that I think that men uh, feel shame about sort of talking about their sexuality or talking about their penises or talking about issues. And maybe they mentioned it to a dude friend, but probably mm-hmm. not. They mostly kind of hold it in. And I just found in my practice, in my men's health clinic, that when you when you open the door um, and make it comfortable for, for a guy to be able to and ask some questions and just to talk about it. It's almost like, uh, they, they, yeah. they, you know, sigh this big sigh of relief is I can talk about this. You know, you give them, you give them freedom and, and, and liberty to be able to sort of get it off their chest and say, actually, this has been terrible. This has been bothering me and mm-hmm. it's affecting my relationships and it's affecting my self-esteem and all that kind of stuff. Just talk about it, open up the door, you know? And so we don't, it's not a dirty thing. It's a healthy thing, you know, mm-hmm. and, and, and to be able to feel comfortable to, to speak about it is, is, is really half the battle. Okay, now let's talk about solutions, right? So, mm-hmm. yeah, no, and that's that. That was the whole purpose of this podcast. Is my curiosity was just what what it kind of drove me to start this, and it was everything related to men's health, and obviously, you know, learn more about how the mind works. I've had psychologists on talk about that and how men suffer in silence, you know. And for the most part, a lot of the time, we just kind of ball this stuff in, and we go intrinsic. And even for yeah. myself, I'm not perfect. Like I'm still learning a whole lot about okay, I got to learn how to deal with this, you know, and do that. 
you know, it is a process, but the fact that we have a place where we can talk about it and talk about it openly makes it that much easier to actually look for the solutions, which kind of leads me to another question, the big shot. What's that yes. all about? <laughs> Ooh, the big shot. Well, you know, the big shot is, um, is, is, is really about male enhancement. And um, some people are like, oh, no, no, I'm good. I'm good. I mean, honestly, CJ, any man in the history of the planet, in every culture, doesn't matter when, wouldn't mind a little longer and wouldn't mind a little thicker. All right. So that desire, whether you're three inches, six inches or nine inches, to tell you the truth, is ubiquitous. You know, why is that? Well, it's because. 99% of the time, we're not walking around with erections. We're walking around with soft penises. And if we're a little anxious or if it's a little cold out, they get even smaller and smaller. And, and yet when we look down at that, well, that's not us. We, we really identify with our penises as being hard. And so there's that differential, you know. Um, it's weird too, like when you go to different cultures that are more like, you know, um, bathing suit cultures or beach cultures you know uh, men are in a bathing suit or maybe they're in a speedo that's not north american bathing suit culture but it is in many <laughs> other places of the world and and they'll kind of like flick flick their penises uh, on the beach to sort of make them a little bit semi semi hard so that they show a little bit better i mean all these weird <laughs> sort of like things that that guys do to sort of feel like oh this is me this is I'm, I'm, I'm bigger than this. I'm, I'm more legitimate. Maybe it's about legitimacy. So mm -hmm. that piece is not new. And in my brain, it's the equivalent of a woman getting a breast implant. Yep. Like, like really CJ, a woman gets a little bit more volume in her chest and they feel more beautiful. They feel more legitimate, whether they're wearing clothes or they're not wearing clothes. It's like a little volume does that for them. And you know what? It's true. And it's the same with a dude. And so really that's, that is sort of, you know, me saying that wanting it, thinking about it isn't new, but really what is new is how we do it. And that's really what Big Shot encompasses, sort of the best of everything. And the best of everything in my brain is something that's natural, mm -hmm. instant, reversible, but at the same time lasts a really, really long time. And Big Shot lasts up to three to four years. It's a combination of hyaluronic acid sugar, which is in our bodies. It's natural, like what you know, people might put in their lips to volumize their lips, mm -hmm. and platelet-rich plasma, PRP, which is growth yeah. factors from mm -hmm. your blood. Right. And so the growth factors, when you mix them with the hyaluronic acid, almost sort of hook onto it like a scaffold and super stimulate your own body's collagen process. And that's why it lasts for so, so long. Right. Mm -hmm. And so um, and that's really what the big shot is, is 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 really giving you that enhancement that can make a soft penis both longer and thicker mm -hmm. and a hard penis bigger, bigger overall. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Because that's something um, I've looked into platelet rich plasma technology and all that. And I'm like, it's it's not actually I remember I looked into it because somebody was talking about actually injecting into like the cartilage in their knee to help them recover. So and many then, different uses. And that's one of them for sure. Yeah. 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 And, and and what was interesting to me is just like, wait a minute. You know, I looked into I'm like the P shop for male enhancement. Sure enough, it popped up. And it's one of those things that they've talked about that. Hey, you know, a lot of doctors have their own variations, their methods, and obviously you got yours. And 
I imagine it's probably pretty freaking awesome, you know, when you go get it done. And um, I know that technology is just going to continue to get refined over time. But it's there's, kinda... there's, a, there's a point of difference, though, and I'll just say that right now. So platelet-rich plasma and um, is is growth factors from your blood. When you inject it into the blood vessels, the erectile mm -hmm. tissue, um, it has a potential to stimulate new blood vessels. Okay? okay. So that's a different, so that would really help with erectile dysfunction. Okay. So, so the big shot is different. The big shot isn't about your erection. The big shot is about an enhancement. Mm -hmm. And so that mixture of filler and platelet rich plasma actually goes and fills up a potential space. It goes mm -hmm. underneath yeah, the skin. Yeah. And on top of the erectile tissue sheath. Okay, so so it fills up that potential space. So therefore, um, it doesn't change the sensitivity of the penis because that's in the skin. It's underneath that and it doesn't affect your erection because it's on top of that. And so when you fill up that space, it holds your penis out. It makes it longer and thicker. Okay. And so this is a non-surgical procedure that can be done within about 15 to 20 minutes that gives you instant length and girth without affecting, you know, your, your erectile ability without affecting the sensitivity. And then when you get an erection, it's bigger on top of that. Okay. Wow. So that's, that's really what it's doing. So it's, 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 it's quite different than the P shot, the pl uh, platelet rich plasma injection into the erectile tissue. Mm -hmm. It really is quite different. It's unique in the fact that it's filling up that potential space. Damn, man. I mean, that, that is, it totally blows my mind. Cause yeah. <laughs> when I heard about the P shot, it was totally different. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. And so, and so that's really, I mean, you can inject it in a circumcised penis or an uncircumcised penis and, and, and it really, um, you know, the amount of, of, of length and girth you get is, is, is dependent upon your penis. Mm -hmm. Um, but it really, really, um, we really see some dramatic differences for people who we would kind of categorize as growers not showers gotcha. right yeah. when they're hard they're like much bigger than they look like when they are small and they have all that potential space to to be able to fill up and um and 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 and, and then that's sort of you know we call it a big shot because it makes you feel like you're a big shot and <laughs> um you know you have that energy interesting man because I mean, blew my mind. Yeah, I did not know that. And, and you're yeah. right, that, that's a technology that's exclusive to you. Because from what I heard from a lot of the other people, they were doing the peace job, but they were just combining with things like pumping and nitric oxide supplements and other things. Right. So, I mean, this is something that in, in, in hand, and then enhances you immediately. You're going to see it right away. And um, But then the, the, the piece that's unique about the big shot is that you get that longevity piece. I mean, if you go down to Beverly Hills right now, there's a number of clinics will go down and they will inject 14, 15 vials of hyaluronic acid filler, like Juvederm, into your penis. And the problem with that, although it's safe and natural and instant and reversible, all good things, it doesn't have that longevity factor. Yeah, okay. So how long do those ones last for then? Uh, they last about six to eight months maximum. Oh, what? Maximum. So and it's, ex long. and you know, and if you're going to be investing in something like that, 
uh, when we think about it in the category of like a breast implant, mm-hmm. um, then then you really want it to last. I mean, you can think it's great yeah. for like a month or two, but you just you know laid some money down and you want to make sure that you have that longevity portion, and that's why this is so fantastic. Interesting, yeah, because I mean, obviously, if I if I got it, man, I wanted to last at least a couple of years. You know, I don't want to think about changing of course. It up every eight months. <laughs> and and it tends to be a front loaded investment, which means if it goes down about ten to fifteen percent per year, mm-hmm. at a year we recommend coming for a small touch up, and that just reinforces what you have. You could do that a year after, and then the longevity of that just goes on and on. And we really haven't, you know, seen it degrade uh, in 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 the ten years or so that that people have been sort of, you know, tinkering, tinkering. Yeah. <laughs> super interesting man and could you combine it with something like pumping or a different modality like so so for sure you could in general in the in the initial um uh recovery period which is a couple of weeks after it's done um you know we really really want that product to not be um manipulated in the fact mm-hmm. that or you know sucked or, or or all that kind of a thing um, and so in general, for sure, after it settled, that, that would, that wouldn't be an issue, but, um, it, there's almost CJ, like no need to combine it with pumping after, because it's already been, it's already been blown up as, as much potential as it could be. That is crazy, man. And do you guys use the acoustic technology prior to injection? You can do it. You can do it prior to, or you can do it after. But if you're gonna do it after, I usually recommend at least a month just to Mm -hmm. let everything sort of settle, so there's no disruption in that in the product. Yeah, but they all they all combine (laughs) together. You know, like you know, first you want to have a sex drive, and then that gets great, and then you want to make sure that your penis is working well, and then you want to take some pride in ownership <laughs> exactly, <laughs> of, man. of your unit and, 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 and enjoy that piece. Mm-hmm. And, um, and, and it's very, very healthy. This is, it's, it's great to feel great in your own skin. Uh, it's great to feel great if you were naked in front of 3000 people and saying, Hey, how you doing? <laughs> it's nice to meet you. And, and you not to feel shame about that. It's not about exhibitionism. It's not, it's mm-hmm. not at all, but it's about feeling legitimate in, 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 in who God made you to be. yeah but i mean to your point it's kind of the same reason why we go to the gym still i mean for myself obviously health longevity blah 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 but at the same time you know it's like hey i want to look good naked (laughs) you know i want to make sure i got my abs i make make sure for sure for sure i mean and 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 and, you know and and you know not that i've been to alcoholics anonymous but you know (laughs) change the things that you can change and accept the things that you can exactly it's a good thing and if it's something that can be done safely and that looks natural then live your life a hundred percent. But I mean, to your point, it's kind of like, obviously you want to have those steps kind of lined up, but I don't see why you wouldn't want to supercharge what you got, you know, like, Hey man, if yeah, I'm treating my neither. body like a Lamborghini, then, you know, I best start acting like it, feeding it, you know, and making sure that I can step my game up. You yeah. know, that's the way I see it. It's in this exact same vein. Yeah. I mean, and, and, and I mean, it's interesting too, because I mean, when we, when we, what, what do we aspire to, you know, I mean, I mean, if you if you if you got hair, if you if you're bald, uh, there's beauty in both of them. And you know, I think I mm-hmm. think that the, the the main thing is in you know trying to to just be your best. You know, you know, be be your best in everything that you do. And um and if that's something that was glitching you, then then there's a, an awesome solution. And mm-hmm. and if and if you're totally fine with it, well, then that's great too. Lucky you. <laughs> <laughs> that's really really great. No, the, yeah, the, 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 yeah. the, the, you know, the confidence, I mean, I mean, the people that just, 
you know, what I love is you, if you don't care about something, you completely remove people's power. You mm-hmm. take away their power, yeah. you know, it, it, you know, and, and it always glitches me because I'm like, but I care about that. How can you not care about that? But, you know, <laughs> so, so really, I mean, I mean, to, to, to each their own, but I mean, I just love that there's opportunity now for men who, who can suffer with feeling shame and feeling embarrassment and feeling not good enough to be able to do it in a way that's safe to yeah. do it in a way that actually produces something that that's valuable and, and with low risk, which is awesome. Dude. Yeah, no, I think you're on the forefront of something big. Cause I mean, all this technology just, it's starting to make its way out into the mainstream, but it yeah. really hasn't taken hold just yet. I, and agree. I kind of feel like we're going to get to the point where a lot of people are going to start to say, Hey, you know what? I'm tired of hiding. I'm, you know, like let's, let's, let's bring this yeah. to the forefront and just talk about it in public. Yeah. Yeah, you know, it was interesting. I had a patient from um, England, and um, they weren't necessarily doing the big shot in England, but they were doing some sort of penis enhancement. Penis enhancement isn't isn't new. I mean, we've been yeah. trying to put fat in there, or if you go down to so- that, South yeah. South America, they'll they'll try to do um, um, like permanent things like liquid silicone or something mm. that's permanent risks uh, or there's nothing perfect about fat i mean most of 90 percent of it dies and so mm. then you could get permanent lumps and it didn't last so this is really why the trend has been going on to things that are natural but actually last and are predictable so i mean this guy from england uh said i'm so glad i found you you know like i've been looking for so long i, I would just go to harley street in england and i would just once a year get a little bit of a top up and it's like this is what I do and he came to Canada and like nobody does this I'm like well you found me um so you know even even there in 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 London England or in certain places men are already starting to get accustomed to saying hey this is a little bit of a maintenance thing for me mm-hmm. and um this is this is this is what I do to keep up and to level up and and sort of maintain uh, how I want to look and how I want to feel yeah dude because I think different cultures will approach it in a different way. But for some reason, I think in the West, it's kind of weird because like we promote all kinds of different things when it comes to sexuality, this, that, and the other. But for some reason, it's always taboo. It's like the penis. No, we're going to talk about that. Breasts are okay. Yeah. Vagina's okay. But no, no, we don't. The penis, that, that, that that's a bad one. It's almost like it's extra. I don't know, something intimidating about it. I don't know. But it's one of those things that we just always kind of shun to the side. And if if somebody's yeah. got like erectile issues or if he's small, you just tell him, oh, just deal with it. Right. And right. and it's kind of like, you know, we don't ever let these dudes actually explore their options. We just kind of like stop them and we say, oh, no, yeah. anything related to male enhancement, that's a scam. Right. And, and, and yet, you know, like, you know, pumps and, and, and different and weights and stuff like that have actually been around a long oh, yeah. time. They've been around a long time to try to, you know, think of sort of solutions that you can can do it. So it's like I say, it's it's not new. I mean, I was in Rome. We went to Italy last summer and we took the family and um, we went to Pompeii, which is that ancient city that got instantly, yeah. you know, like annihilated with Mount Vesuvius when it blew like 2000 years ago. That volcano. Yeah. <laughs> that volcano. And, and it was frozen in time and they're digging it out slowly. And it's so awesome because, you know, you can see this little glimpse into their culture. And of course, in Pompeii, they had the cult of the penis. And etched yeah, into the, the stone, they have, you know, figures of penis pointing the way to the brothels, or they would actually <laughs> have like, like, like uh, temples where they would actually, I guess, worship it. I don't know. But, um, you know, it's it's not like it was 
it's not like it's new, you know? Yeah. Um, and so in different seasons and different times, we were, were, you know, a little bit more open to be able to talk about stuff like that and contextualize it, you know, in my brain talking about it is, is good and is healthy because it all needs to be, um, you know, put into balance of who we are and how we use this and, and what are the rules around it. And, and all those things are really, really important, but to be able to celebrate, who we are and to be able to be proud of who we are um it's actually very powerful i think so and I, honestly to the whole confidence piece like for myself you know i kicked it old school man i did uh i did weights manual exercise like i just i kind of i had a little bit of success with the manual side of things and that just spurred me into this like going balls deep <laughs> into, yeah. into this subject and then now i'm like the technology is evolving to the point where a guy doesn't necessarily have to go down the same road i did you know there's yeah. a whole bunch of different modalities of science there it's more accepted and i think it's something that's just going to keep evolving that's kind of why it's going to blow up annoyed. it's it's true yeah. i totally agree with you. it's going to blow up and um and uh you know it's also interesting because um toronto actually has where i'm from it has a, has a pretty cool cool history one of the one of the guys that really really um uh, propagated and advanced some of the penis technologies actually was in here in yorkville where we are and his name was, was dr stubbs and dr stubbs uh was doing uh lengthening procedures by cutting the suspensory ligament of the penis okay, yeah i've heard of that yeah and uh and, and and that was sort of a ligament that anchors sort of the erectile tissue onto the the pelvic bone mm -hmm. and when you cut it it kind of allowed the penis to sort of sit forward a little bit more it was problematic and it's in general sort of been thrown out because um you know you get a lot of scar tissue it would contract it would make your penis smaller or yes. if it did work your erection would go kind of like straight down in between your legs which you know obviously would be a little bit awkward <laughs> so you know let's just say the least so i mean there there, there were issues i mean but there's been a quite a grand history of 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 ways to to sort of do it that makes sense and so many of them sort of have been tossed out because they either didn't work so well or they had a high complication rate i mean i literally just saw a guy uh, a couple months ago and he had like pig cartilage put into his uh his shaft to try to like it was bizarre. I'm like pig cartilage. What are you talking about? So I don't even know where where he had that done. There's also a new technology out um, that's being um, bandied about called um, Panuma, and it is a um, it is a, an implant. Um, it's almost like a, a sheath or a piece of like thick plastic that goes around the shaft and sort of okay. acts as a strut so that it can't shrink back gives you a little bit of length and girth uh and of course is permanent um and so uh they they have a, a group of people that are are trained and, and uh, physicians that are trained to be able to do it um and, and in my brain right now in implantation right now in the penis has been classically fraught with mm -hmm. infection and um and although permanent is always great infection is not great and if you do get infection it it is it's kind of a big deal and so my in my mind um you know having something that's healthy or sorry natural and and reversible and 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 safe with super super low infection right now not once creeping up you know to 25 30 percent uh, sort mm -hmm. of is the way to stay at least at least for now yeah no and it's 
I mean, obviously, you know what? Sometimes we got to explore different modalities and we got to figure this stuff out. And that's kind of where medicine kind of comes in. And that's where doctors, For kinda, sure. you know, hey, man, we got to try some out. Like, I remember reading about Bayardo Fisher, I think, the doctor from Brazil. And I think he was the one that was experimenting on his cousin. He would sever his suspensory ligament along with, uh, I think, over time, just kind of like, I don't know what he was doing, but he basically was able to get it to double in size almost or something. Granted, I yeah. mean, it was in the Guinness World Book of Records, but I didn't find enough uh, enough benefit. Yeah, and I'm like, well, there's also that. I mean, scar tissue and all that. I'm like, God only knows how his Frank and Dick worked over time. <laughs> you know, like yeah. <laughs> well, that, that up. <laughs> and that's the thing, you know. So safety is a big, the big, a big thing, you know. Like we're, there's there's definitely a motivation and a drive to be able to want to do these things, but are we doing them safely? Mm-hmm. And 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 if you do like it for this week maybe maybe you don't i mean i've had situations where i've had um a man a dude come in we gave him a a, a, a very nice natural but large enhancement he thought it was fantastic and he went home and his wife just decimated him <laughs> why would you do that I'd like you without this this is so stupid and it, that got to him too and he's like you know what i really like this but i i gotta be married and i gotta have this <laughs> so okay so here's a scenario where he liked it was about him but still you have to be able to play it in context to your life and the people in your life and the people that are privy to see it or use it <laughs> yeah um and so we we were able to bring it down for him and to to be able to dissolve it with an enzyme called hyaluronidase so having so it's so for me the enhancements um in this way with big shot is nice because you can get something you know stunning and remarkable i mean for me this is penis art cj this is really yeah. making a, a beautiful penis that looks you know, very aesthetic when it's soft or when it's hard. But I mean, it's also in context to saying people can change their mind. People want safety. Mm-hmm. And um, is is there an out? Is there an easy way to reverse? And I think that's uh, the amazing thing about it as well. Yeah. And I mean, from what you're telling me too, it's like the other big thing for myself is just like, okay, does it function properly when everything's said and done? <laughs> you know, yeah. that's, that's, that's a yeah. key factor, I think. Well, of course, what's the point, right? We want it, we want it, we want it to work well. We want it to look, look good. And, um, you know, we, we don't want people to go, oh, what's that? That's weird. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, we don't want weirdness about it. So, you know, the, as, as people become more and more uh, interested and more aware of these kinds of things, it will, it will continue to drive the industry to more natural, to more, um, you know, so that it looks normal because I mean, we can create burritos for sure, but they, <laughs> they don't look fantastic. <laughs> well, they don't look real, you know? Yeah, no, I, I totally get what you mean. Cause it's kind of like, if you're lacking that aesthetic factor too, honestly, if, if I got that done and it's like, I look down and it looks like the Michelin man is, I don't know, yeah. like just lipped up and looking all weird and swollen and disgusting. I don't think my wife's going to be privy to that either. She's probably look at that and be like, oh, that is disgusting. What'd you do to yourself? And I'll be like, for sure. It's bigger though. Right. I don't, you know, it doesn't really look that great. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. And I mean, from a, from, from, from a male, female perspective, you know, men are much more, you know, driven visually and, and probably um, uh, appreciate their junk more than a woman does, you know, like mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's the women aren't necessarily as visual, uh, and, and cued into that piece. And, you know, not every woman, obviously, but, but a, a good majority of them. 
Yeah, I mean, it's definitely something that is far more relevant to us dudes, and we kind of we're the ones doing the comparing and all that good stuff. But for sure, the other question I wanted to ask in regards to the big shot was how long does it usually take for you to heal up after everything's been said and done? Is it you're good to go right after? Yeah, so that's a great question. Um, So because because uh, in in the mixture there's a there's a there's a good proportion of hyaluronic acid. Hyaluronic acid is a sugar kind of protein sugar that's you know in our skin in our eyeball fluid in our knee joints mm-hmm. and um the, really the function of hyaluronic acid is to attract water so it loves water and mm-hmm. just think about you know when your wife goes and gets her lips done um they swell up for a few days after because that product sucks up water holds onto it for a couple of days and then slowly lets it go and then it will feel like soft again and the same thing obviously was going to happen if you're injecting some volume of that into your your penis it's it swells up so good six to eight hours it's already starting to draw water to itself mm-hmm. and um you know generally we'd say sort of lay off it the bulk of the swelling is going to happen for the first three days and then we'll really start to dissipate and soften and so uh, we'd recommend that that you sort of uh, lay off any sexual activity for about three days um, and uh, it will feel a bit tender and it'll feel a bit, um, uh, you know, stiff just because it's swollen. Um, and, you know, pain is something that's not um, really a big part of it. I don't, I don't really feel like, you know, it would be necessary to give a narcotic for it. You might just take some extra strength Tylenol mm-hmm. and, and lay on your back. But um, in general, you could resume activity, working out, going to work, doing all that kind of stuff. You just feel like a little bit, you'd be a little bit sore uh, and a little bit swollen, but certainly not that anybody was going to like notice, you know, visually you could do your thing at work and, and all that kind of stuff. Gotcha. So basically take a couple of days off, just rest, recover, all that. You don't have to ice it or anything? Just... No, no, no in general. And some people say, oh, okay, you know, should I wrap it? Should I use the pump and all that? No. Sometimes I'll have them, you know, kind of roll it uh, as the product is a little bit manipulatable in the first few days, just sort of making sure that everything's smooth and 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 and, and even. Uh, we we get, get them to sort of do that for a few days. But um, after that, it's, it's pretty much... Uh, sort of settled interesting that's i mean like you said the natural treatments are always better and for that reason alone i mean i guess the natural healing just kind of because yeah. three days is pretty quick that's relatively fast from everything that yeah. else that i've kind of looked into and predictable and we want predictability i want i want something that's that that sort of does what i have planned it to do mm-hmm. um, so predictability is a, a, a good thing you know like if i was injecting fat in the penis and i knew that you know, that 90% of it's going to die. How do I know what the 10% is going to live here, 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 or here, yeah. you know, you do, you just don't know. And so it's nice to be able to have it saying it's predictable in this way. Interesting. And has there been times where there have been complications where you're like, okay, let me just manipulate it a little bit more or, you know, have to get it to make sure you got to shape it out almost. Cause like you said, you're almost like a sculptor with it, right? Yeah, for sure. I mean, while the complication rates and risks are extremely low with anything, you can always have a complication. I think there's about a 1% risk of having an infection. Mm-hmm. Um, and although um, it's it's very low, I still will always treat with um, a five-day course of antibiotics that are sort of what we call prophylaxis as a just-in-case. Mm-hmm. Um, and certainly infections can be easily treated. Um 
uh, you know, irregularities. Like if someone has a, most dudes have a regular bend in their penis. They, you yeah. know, it's called Peronis and yeah. just usually some <laughs> scar tissue. There are treatments from that with that uh, same Vicer machine that I was talking about can actually treat um, Peronis. But um, generally I'll just correct for that little bend by making the girth so much thicker that it just sits central. And so that means on the bend side, the curved side, um, I'm going to inject a little bit differently than the other side. And so I always like in my practice to have patients come back two weeks later. I make it as even as possible. Let's see how it's settled. All right. Yeah. And then for that second little little tweak uh, day that we inject when they come back for the second time, it's really, really more about being a penis artist, you know, a little <laughs> bit here and a little bit here and a little bit here. And, uh, you know, to make it as, as aesthetic and even as possible. So, um, so, uh, you know, that's in general, sort of the, the kinds of things, asymmetries, um, things flow really, really nicely. And I like to be able to see and have it come back. So I have really good quality control because you'll, you'll, you know, when you see it, you'll start to obsess. Well, I like it. I like it when it's hard, but then I see it this little bit different, you know, so, you know, you want to put out a good product. <laughs> <laughs> no, but that's a hundred percent true, man. Cause obviously the dude wants to be satisfied, but more importantly, you want to be satisfied with your work and just know that it's like, all right, perfect. You know, it's got that yeah, seal of yeah. approval. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. If I'm branding something, consistency is really, really important. And uh, it also establishes trust. And then I know that they're going to come back in a year for the little little micro touch-up. Um, they're going to be happy to do it. Because I tell you, once it's once it's a certain size, you will not want to tolerate any degradation in it. And so yeah. um, and so, you know, you sort of keeping and looking at it. And then and then it's a front loaded investment. The more you do it at the beginning, the longer it lasts. Yeah. And um, oh, what was the other question that I just had right now? Would you recommend it for somebody that has erectile difficulties at the onset? Or would you rather get them started on some type of therapy or doing something first and then be like, hey, let's not worry about the male enhancement until you figure this out? Yeah, I mean, oftentimes I'll see men come in and they kind of like are excited about all of those things. So which one should we do first? And mm -hmm. and so, you know, sometimes um, sometimes erectile dysfunction isn't really erectile dysfunction. I mean, and now we're going to dive into something a little bit deeper. There's lots of reasons to have erectile dysfunction and some of it truly, truly is organic, but a lot of it is, is psychological or even deeper. Um, you know, um, it's, it's always when I sort of have my porn talks with my yeah. patients and porn is pretty rampant um, yeah. nowadays with men and, and women, but particularly men, it's just so available. And uh, I'm just going to make a statement that, you know, porn is good for nobody. It's, yeah. it's, it's really, really not good for, uh, for women in many, many ways, but it's not good sexually for men too, because it really sets the bar to something that's unattainable. And so, you know, men often will will um, use porn when they're by themselves and um, and can't, you know, do anything by themselves if they're not using it. And then when they're having partner sex, really aren't able to go there anyway. So it really, really sets things so askew. Mm -hmm. And so lots of men come in and say, well, I have erectile dysfunction. And I said, are you sort of like using porn all the time? And they're like every day, all day kind of a thing. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, okay, well, like that here, here's something like you can get an erection 
but there's there's so much subterfuge with regards to because so much of it is 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 up here isn't it and how we think and so being able to offer solutions we have a great uh resources at our clinic where we really really talk about it i mean it's just even talking about it right now you're like okay well i can totally see that and Mm -hmm. you know I, i i kind of know that it's not healthy to be doing this and yet it's sometimes really really hard to stop and all that kind of stuff and yet it can affect every little piece of your sexual life and your sexual relationships and 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 all that kind of thing and so being able to talk about that and say hey you know what what are the solutions we have some really good treatment um um uh, pathways in our uh, in our clinic and in our, in our website uh, that we offer with regards to that, and so um, and so to answer your question, yeah, we we talk about stuff like that, and so if it's if it's truly organic, then we can go to stuff like Viasure, um, but if it isn't, I want to I want to talk about that. Yeah. Um, so so it kind of goes like that. No, but uh, the thing is, for me, I've had a lot a bunch of different guests talk about it too, like. Um... Dr. Tara, she's a sexologist in LA, and I had her on. She was talking about how she's seeing men as young as 18, unable to get and sustain an erection with a real human being because they've been so just blitzed with nonstop porn to the point where their receptors and the way the brain works, it's actually been reframed. And it's like, hey, man, you know what? I'm used to my dopamine hit from a screen. I can't even get hard for the chick that's lying in front of me. You know, it's exactly, it's insane. <laughs> exactly. And so, you know, like, so what do we start first? I know that was your question. You know, do we start with this or do we start with that in general? I'm going to target the things that bothering them the most, you mm-hmm. know, if it's having an erection is, is, is what, what's the cause of that? But sometimes it's because of low testosterone. I mean, if you're in your forties and your fifties mm-hmm. and you're having a hard time to get erection, Let's look at your testosterone. What does that look like? Whoa, let's test it. It's so low. All of a sudden we bring it up. All of a sudden you have a better sex drive. And when you have a better sex drive, then you have better erections. And so all of a sudden the, the testosterone replacement therapy was being able was able to really, really target that that erectile dysfunction because you just didn't have a sex drive to begin with, right? And so yeah. let's start there. Or um, and so generally we want to go with what's bothering you the most. There's some guys with, you know, coming in and they're saying, I have a hard time with erectile dysfunction, but the first thing that they want to do is the big shot. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden we do the big shot and they don't complain of their erections anymore. Well, how did that work? This was about confidence. Yeah. This was about, this was about them feeling good in their, their own skin. And when you're so glitched out about your anatomy and and how not good you are when you're able to inject a little bit of hope and a little bit of dignity and a little bit of legitimacy to a dude all of a sudden they feel taller all of a sudden they feel like they're you know they they want to they want to start getting back to who they are and that's powerful you know so so you know like i say you know it's 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 deep to talk about this kind of thing because it's not really just about you know you know a penis or you know or about sex it's it's so much about how we work into how we feel about ourselves as a as a man Mm -hmm. yeah no because the thing is i don't think there's anything that could be more dehumanizing as a dude is like being unable to attain an erection or getting a yeah. lackluster erection because then you just feel like less of a man it's emasculating yeah and it gets into your brain and then you're worried about the next time and then you're worried about the next time and you yeah. do all these weird things to try to to try to have it right and it gets worse as you get older too uh, there is that piece and i mean a lot of it, to me it's kind of a combination but what i really like about your approach dr torgerson is the, the fact that you're not just 
you're paying attention to all the different factors, which is something that I feel has always been missing in, in modern medicine. A lot of people yeah. would be like, hey, just boom, take this. Hey, do that. It's just a case, pill. It's just a this or that. Yeah, exactly. But you're looking at it from like, okay, what's going on with this guy psychologically? And the fact that you nailed it on the head with like, are you watching too much porn? Because it's out there, but that's another subject that a lot of people just don't want to talk about. But porn addiction, in my opinion, I mean, I've tried in my day, back in my day, you know, I tried cocaine, you know, I, I love cigarettes. I don't smoke anymore, but I love cigarettes, all that kind of stuff, right? Porn was way harder for me to let go of than any of those things, whether it was alcohol, any of those other vices, just because it was everywhere all the time, easily accessible. It's not like I can just, you know, get up in my house and be like, you know what, I feel like drinking a two six of vodka today. I got to go to the store and literally go get it, <laughs> you know? Right, right. <laughs> so yeah, it's, 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 it's crazy, right? It's different nowadays. And I, and I think we're really going to see the next generation be much more, um, hung up on on issues related to to porn and so i i feel like um and in sexuality as as well maybe you know we're, we'll talk about it a lot more but I, it'll definitely be a bigger part of the picture and and so um yeah i think we need to have voices to advocate to say hey you know it's available but this is not a good thing mm -hmm. this is not healthy this is not beneficial well, you know what the thing is about porn is it's just so fake and it really skews the expectations of the men and the women. Because a lot of women Both. are now expecting like, hey, man, this guy should last for 45 minutes, blah, yeah. blah, blah. And the guy's like, yeah, I want to bust my nut in her face. And it's like, you know, you talk to most women and they're just like, nah, I'm not into that. It's a Tuesday night and I'm not looking to get thrown around the house and then have a guy yeah. come all over. Like, no, it's just this stuff is all made up. It's a fantasy, right? And I guess there's people that can categorize it and just be like, hey, you know what? This is a one time kind of thing. And whatever however for a lot of the young boys who's like i mean the mind of a male if i'm not mistaken is not even done being developed until you're 25 and if you're watching porn every day up until you're 25 you basically rewire your neurocircuitry to approach the world well from a sexual standpoint anyway in a way that doesn't make any sense like it's not yeah. real but you've yeah. seen it so much and you've actually created this new circuitry in the brain where you're like this is the way i work and right. i can't get hard without my porn yeah. And then, and then where does that go when you, when you do get into a, a, a decent relationship or a long lasting relationship and when you have children and, and all these kinds of things, when you, when your brain starts to think differently and you start to think generational and you think about the future and all that kind of thing, you know, and how, how we think about our daughters and our sons and, and all that kind of stuff, you know, like it's, it's, um, uh, it it is a rewiring and and, and it is and, and it's a big part of it and so this is why I said talking about it is so important because it talks about you know healthy boundaries and mm -hmm. and and you know like it's awesome to be able to have a healthy sexual identity but also to have a healthy sex life and a sustainable mm -hmm. one that's life giving not only for you but also to your partner and 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 it has this awesome you know trickle down effect that where the boundaries are respected and and then it's something that is so enjoyable and so good exactly and i mean hey man props to you because you're doing it man and and i love the approach that you have to it Right. Because it's not just like, hey, you know, fix you up, boom. But let's not even explore the fact that, hey, psychologically, you're damaged. <laughs> you know, you got, these things, <laughs> yeah, exactly. you got these things on point, man. And <laughs> I love that because you're not siloing off these different things. And obviously, yeah. it's kind of like the male enhancement piece is almost like the cherry on top. And like yeah. you said earlier, it's it's nothing new. It's not, there's nothing not new, new under the sun at all. Not right. New. But yeah, it's kind of like true. mastery of all these other things. And with the technology that you bring, I mean, I, I'm loving the approach, man. Yeah, well, I mean, I mean, I mean, you know, in general, um, you know, go big or go home. So, 
do it from a complete yeah. standpoint. And one last thing I wanted to just touch on before we left today was uh, the TRT and HRT kind of component. How do you go about vetting people for this? Do you just um, do you have a certain markers that you pay attention to? And yeah, for sure. So I mean, I mean, it, you know, it requires it's definitely more medical, and uh, you know, requires um, you know a, a really comprehensive um, you know interview and consultation about your past medical history and mm -hmm. and all the things that your symptoms are and 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 some of the risks and complications that need to be discussed and ruled out um but in general we're looking for uh several things you know your your bound or your free testosterone your estradiol levels see where they're coming in at and um, and then some of the other markers and we look at human growth hormone something called igf uh, and we'll do it we'll we'll measure your red blood cell count and a big complete blood cell count panel to see sort of because you know if you know guys that are juicing for long 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 periods of time yeah. Yeah. um their 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 red blood cell count and and hemoglobins go way way up and the risk is that it makes your blood clotty and coagulable and obviously heart attack stroke and so we want to be able to do something that's again safe and natural safe means that um we are optimizing a guy up to the high end of the normal range but normal is high end of the normal range is still normal remember that mm -hmm. all right it's still normal and so normal is normal and uh, and that's safe and then just to be able to you know see someone and follow up and see somebody um to be able to do multiple blood work tests throughout the year to make sure that the dosing that we're giving them is appropriate and it's not affecting other stuff um you know talking a little bit about prostate health and how testosterone can interact with that and then also stuff to preserve someone's ability to do the other things that our testicles do isn't just to make testosterone but making sperm and a good chunk of our ejaculate as well all these things are extremely important for males you know so so hcg um is also an important component because we're not really thinking about testosterone replacement therapy as a cycle this is sort of like an optimization that keeps a man solid and steady uh in perpetuity for their for you know until you know maybe something better comes around or until they die <laughs> <laughs> you look at somebody like you know sylvester stallone right yeah, like i mean you know he's he's, he's, mm -hmm. he's been on it for years and there's a lot of new evidence a lot of new studies coming out lauding and really celebrating the the benefits of uh testosterone replacement therapy even including a study that came out a couple of years ago which showed increased longevity you actually live longer if you're optimized which mm -hmm. is pretty cool yeah, I'd say so. I mean, to say the least. I mean, why would you want to live as long as possible? <laughs> I'll tell you. Forever. <laughs> as long as we can, man. Yeah. Dr. Corey, I still got a million more questions I could probably ask you. But uh, I'm going to be respectful of your time. And I just want to ask you one last time, where can our followers find you? You know, um, tell us more, all your social media links, all that good stuff. And I'll include it. I'll include it in the description too. But yeah, absolutely. You can find me lots of different ways. You can you can find all um about Big Shot at thebigshot.com. Thebigshot.com. You can find me on sovereignmail.com, sovereign mail, and um and sovereignmd.com. We have them on multiple different platforms, but the first two are probably the biggest way uh, that you can quickly find all about the services that are mail-oriented and um and uh, find out about before and afters and uh, a lot more information about what we've been talking about thank you so much 
No, thank you, man. The honor is honestly the privilege of having you on. It's been spectacular. I've learned so much. Honestly, I told my wife I was looking forward to this interview all week. So you did <laughs> awesome. not disappoint, man. You did not disappoint. Awesome. But it was an absolute pleasure. And uh, hopefully I look forward to having you again in the future to just learn more, man. Pick your brain. <laughs> Perfect, CJ. Thanks so much. Uh, have an awesome day. Hey, you too, brother. Take care.